Welcome to the Soap Bubbles Podcast. I am your host, Cindy Brock. Life is short, it is there, and then it's gone. I like to look at it like a soap bubble. It's there, and it's pretty, and then it's gone. And that is really how short life is. And I want to make my short life count for Christ. Um, I have not been on podcasts for a long time, so I feel like I'm going to be a little rough today um, doing this. So hopefully I don't do too many ums and ahs on you while I'm working through it. As many of you know, my good friend Jolene passed away this this fall unexpectedly, um, and God chose to take her home. But she, her and I did a podcast this summer, and I thank the Lord that I, I was actually able to stay at her house this summer, and uh, we were talking, and I'm like, oh, we need to do a podcast together, and we did one on mentoring. Um, Jolene was very good at mentoring, and she had lots of good things to say, and so if you get a chance, her, um, I, I don't, I've not numbered my podcast very well, <laughs> very well, I think it's the second one in the new series that I started, uh, like it's a second episode, but it is on mentoring and it's with Jolene and she did, um, she just did a really good job and I'm thank the Lord for that opportunity and I look forward to seeing her in heaven someday. So I've kind of taken a little bit of a break from podcast and, but I'm back slow, but sure. I, um, and I had another friend who said, could you do a podcast on how to teach your children to sit in church or, you know, teaching your children to sit in church? And I was like, sure. And then that was months ago and I never did the podcast to my shame. So today I'm just going to do practical, just going to be practical tips on how to teach your children to sit in church. With COVID, I realize there's a lot of churches that have been unable to have Sunday school and junior church. And um, so a lot of children have ended up sitting in, in church, which is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And I'm all for junior church. I really am. If your church has a children's church program, I think it's great to send your children because it's on their level and they're learning about God and they're learning um, when they're in big church. Yes, they're learning about God and they're hearing about God, but they're not understanding everything because it's it's not at their level. There's words there that they do not understand yet. And so, um, I'm, I love when there's junior church and children's church, I'm all for it, but there are times when you do not have ability to be in a junior church. So here's some practical tips. Practice at home, what you expect in public. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I probably have because Sam and I have said it over and over. Practice at home what you expect in public. Practice in private what you expect, you know, in public. And so if you expect your child to sit in short church and be quiet, you better be practicing that at home because you don't just take a little child and go, okay, we're going to church now, everybody be quiet. <laughs> it's like, be quiet. Well, we've been running around the house and we've never had to be quiet before. Yeah. Well, today you have to be quiet and that does not work well. So um, I would recommend practicing this. When I worked in childcare, um, I would every day have children sit for 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes a little longer. If I knew all the kids had been out late because we work at camp, I kind of knew their schedule and I would know, oh, it was skit night last night. And I saw about half these kids at skit night were having a long, longer quiet time. If it was something like that, then I would do a longer quiet time. But most of the time, it's like 15 to 20 minutes. I would give the kids a handful of books 
and um, I'd say you have to stay on your mat um, or your blanket and you can look at books, but I want no talking. And um, the children would learn it pretty quickly. Even the little ones, as they grow out of their morning naps, somewhere in that one and a half year old to two, they're growing out of their naps. Sometimes I would put them in a playpen and they would watch everybody else. Well, they wanted to be out of that playpen so badly, they would learn very quickly how to sit on a mat and be quiet. I especially know that a two and a half year old boy, things are really clicking in their brain and they you could definitely expect a two and a half year old to sit. Um and they do have that ability. They want you to think they don't, but they actually do. <laughs> they actually do. And a three-year-old for sure has that ability. So, but you do have to practice it and say, no, we're going to be on our mat. And it just takes a little discipline on your part because you're going to have to do it every day. And um, and you can also do this during devotion times. If you have devotion times as a family, this is a really good time to practice that sitting. Let's be quiet. We're not going to talk. Um, but practice it. Practice it, practice it, practice it. And then when you go to church on Sunday, it won't be something brand new. It'll be like, oh, yeah, this is like sitting on my mat at home. So with an extended period of time because church is a little longer. Um, so practice what you expect at church, at home. Bring a small bag of activities to church. This is number two. Bring a small bag of quiet activities. So there's nothing wrong with bringing that little bag that has, or a backpack, something that has stuff for them to do. I personally like to stay away from handing my child or kids an electronic during church. I feel like with electronics, that it's a fast screen. It's always moving. Your mind is like so focused on it and you're not picking up anything. I feel like if you have a coloring book or maybe just those quiet books or something um, you know, those little quiet activity books where you're buttoning something or tying something or, you know, it's flannel. I I had some little flannel graph that was book form so they could kind of put the flannel pieces on. If you have some activities like that, then their mind, they're still picking up bits and pieces of what's going on. There's some children who are really single focused and they can just like get so involved in what they're doing. But a lot of times, you know, their mind, they're picking up little pieces. And um, so I would recommend filling a little bag or a backpack of quiet things. I think you could put a snack in there. I just wouldn't rely on snacks always as your go-to. I would um, really teach them how to do quiet time toys and you could even use that backpack during the week you could kind of switch out what's in it but on their quiet time on their mat say you know these are this is what you're allowed to do whether they're little quiet puzzles or whatever um and then when they go to church okay here's your quiet bag this is what I want you to do so two have a small bag of quiet activities three as you head into church whether it's in your car or right before you walk in the church building remind that child what you expect what kind of ex behavior do you expect in church? I think we've already talked about running and uh, racing around and, and all that. That definitely, I'm not a big fan of that. I, I've seen children run into adults and it's hard for adults to talk. I don't believe that's the place for children to be running around is in the auditorium. And so I think you'd be careful about that. But I, But whatever it is you expect of your child, you need to tell them in the car, remember, when we go into church, I don't want you running. I want you to say hi to people. When it's time to sit down and be quiet, I want you to sit down and be quiet. 
when it's time to sing, I want you to sing. And you just have to go through and remind them. There's nothing wrong with that. I have to remind myself. It's amazing. I have to remind myself. Okay, Cindy, um, it's Sunday morning. Uh, make sure you're talking to so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. Please be careful what you say. And then I'm asking the Lord to help me say the right things because I've said so many wrong things in my lifetime. <laughs> it's, you know, thank thank the Lord for his grace and his forgiveness. But, you know, I have to do a check on Sunday mornings for myself. And you need to tell your children and remind them, this is how we act in church. This is the behavior I expect. So, number three, um remind them what you expect. Number four, sit near the back of the church. Your child will not be perfect in this behavior, especially when they're brand new at it. So that, you know, when they're two and a half, two, two and a half, three, and they're, they're having to sit in church. And if you're having to sit in church with really little ones, please sit near the back. Your children are cute. I love children. They are cute, but they're not always cute when they're acting up in church. And they're distracting. So some people might think it's cute when they're up in the front acting up. And you think it's cute because a lot of times everybody thinks their child is cute. Hardly anybody thinks their child is not cute. But you just need to remind yourself that is a pretty big distraction for everybody else to sit near the back. And then that way you can slip out, especially with those tiny ones that um, like if there's not nursery right now, you may have to slip out. Um you know, last as long as you can. But if it, if they're being, you know, kind of crying and all that slip out, maybe you can hear them in the doorway, or maybe you can hear the message online, but you have to remember the other people in the room. So it's the same when you're teaching that child how to sit in church, just know that they can be a distraction. So sit near the back. And that way, if you have to slip out, it's not quite as noticeable. Um, I mean, there's kids that have thrown tantrums and everyone sees it as they're walking out. And we understand that you know, as long as you're dealing with it, but, um, sit near the back. And then number five, teach them the songs. I, um, that's not really something I did. I mean, my kids sang in junior church and all that, but, um, honestly, I didn't take the time to teach them the hymns and stuff like that. And I sit with these sometimes on Sundays, I sit with, um, these two little children that their parents work with the music ministry. And so sometimes I sit with them and it's so cute because they have taught them a lot of the songs. And so sometimes they just belt them out and I love it. I love to hear them sing. And uh, one of them, it, you know, they're just so little, they're like um, two and um, I think she'll be three soon, but you know, I'll just hear her belt it out once in a while. And I think that's so fun. And you kind of know that list of songs that your church uses, now, their churches will sometimes pull out new ones and you're like, where'd that come from? But for the most part, you kind of know, oh, yeah, these are the basic songs I know we're going to sing. You're not going to know all of them, but you know some basics like, oh, yeah, pretty sure we're going to be singing this song. So start teaching them those songs. I think it's just such a blessing. And then I would recommend during song time, don't let them do an activity during song time. Um you know, usually you're up and down and I know it can get a little long for a child to have to, like if you do a long standing time, if you have to, you can sit, but, but children, they're, they can do amazing things <laughs> more than you think. And so I would just, you know, if they start getting wiggly, kind of hold their hand or, you know, like, especially if you're standing for a long time, um, hold their hand or, or something to help them with their wiggles, but, you know, engage them into what you're doing. And, um, and if you have to pick them up or whatever, just 
just let them be part of that song service because I think it it's a real blessing and I I just think it's so good if they can learn those hymns early and some of those songs that you that you do in church and you may find them singing them during the week so those are my little practical tips of the day. Like I said, today was just really practical. So number one, practice at home what you expect in public. Um, two, bring a small bag of activities or a backpack of back activities for your small child to do in church. Remind them what you expect. Remind them about their behavior and how to act. Sit near the back of the auditorium. And number five, teach them the songs. So um, I hope some of these tips were helpful to you. And um, until the next time, I want my um, soap bubble to count for Christ.